Mountain Wedding Talk, your weekly go-to for inspiration and education for your beautiful Rocky Mountain wedding with your hosts, Patricia and Erica. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone. We're so excited you're here. Mountain Wedding Talk. This is Patricia, and I'm my cohort over in Montana, Erica. Hello. So we have an amazing, amazing episode. Um, We're so excited to roll out. And I think, Erica, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about your guest list. Who do you invite to your wedding? Who do you invite to the rehearsal dinner? Um, who comes to the reception and your brunch. So kind of like all your different activities and and gatherings, you know, who goes to what. So. Yes, I'm excited. (laughs) Because that's, I mean, honestly, it's like, it's, it's the biggest, you know, who, who do, who do I invite? (laughs) You don't want to. you know. And then it really drives your budget. So everybody listen up. This is a big, big episode for you. So, you know, obviously you have to try to figure out, um, you should know your budget already because one of the first steps and the first things that we, we told everybody is to figure out how much money you have to spend on your wedding. Okay. So now you're going to, you're going to do this guest list and, and you may or may not have, done your venue um your guest list might drive your venue or your venue might drive your guest list so let's just talk about that let's talk about this so traditionally the people who are paying for the wedding they want to get more invites than everybody else so that's where we have to figure out you know is mom and dad um are they paying is everybody paying equal and, you know, couples are like, well, okay, we can only invite the, you know, the, let's just take, for example, the venue that we have only holds 130 people. That's the venue we want. Now I have to make a 130 person guest list. Okay. okay. So go. who gets, who gets how many guests? Most people just split them down the middle. Unless one side has a really super huge big family, you know, they might get a they get might get more. And if you know one has has fewer family and guests. Let's take my own wedding, for example. Uh-huh. I have a very small family. My husband has a huge family. So obviously he got to, you know, to kind of uh-huh. I think we split it at like 2080, you know, because wow. he, he, had, he has that many more people. Um, so you're going to have, you know, obviously immediate family, your parents and siblings, you'll want to make sure just write them down because then we're going to, we're going to go through, um, the nuances of, of family drama and, and all that. So just write down your parents, your siblings, then your wedding party members, your bridesmaids, groomsmen, um, bridesmen, groom ladies, flower girls, all of that. Close family, your grandparents, aunts, uncles, first cousins. Oh my God. Then your close friends, <laughs> extended family members. These are your distant relatives, like your great aunt and uncles, your second cousins, your, you know, I don't know. All those, those so many titles, <laughs> all, all the titles, other friends and coworkers. 
so you know the they're not your close friends they're the i don't want to say they're fair weather friends but you know people that you know um your co-workers acquaintances um, acquaintances <laughs> and then you're going to organize the list so that you have an understanding of what the numbers really are so this is you know this is just that kind of like let's put everything down and everybody we know and then we're going to cut it down from there so you know once you've got the ballpark headcount you determine you know if the venue if you have your venue if they're going to fit everybody if you have to have you know, once we cut the list down, um, then that will give you the number so you know how big of a venue you need to get. So, Patricia, we've got the list. We've got all of our people. Okay. Now, how do we determine which ones stay and which ones go? Okay, we're going to make it pretty quick and easy for you. So we've got kind of a little tree that we're going to give you. And so let's do this. Have you talked to the person in the past year? Yes or no? So let's say you said yes. So continue on to the next question. Have you ever spent time together outside of work? And you put yes. Has your fiance ever met this person? This is a good one. And it's kind of, you know, it kind of goes into that acquaintances and other friends. So yes or no? So if you continue saying yes, would this person invite you to their wedding? Okay, we're going to move on to the next question and just your last one. Can you imagine your wedding day without him or her? And all the yeses really pertain to, yes, you're going to invite them. Um, no, you're going to, like the first question, have you talked to this person in the past year? You cross them off your list. Same thing, have you ever spent time together outside of work? You cross them off your list. Has your fiance ever met this person? No, you cross them off your list. You can go in that category. And then the ultimate question for me that I get asked a lot is the plus one. <laughs> yes. And always make sure that if you're, if you are allowing your plus ones, um, make sure they're in the overall count. So if you've got, you know, you've say you have a hundred people in your, in your whole you know, list that you created. Do they have children? Do they have, you know, if you're allowing children, do they have a significant other? So you have to make sure that you count them because in your overall guest count, you know, it's, it's how many chairs are needed, not just, you know, okay, well, this family counts as one. No, if it's a family of five, that's five guests. So you have to take that into consideration as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's so difficult because you don't want to hurt feelings and all of that. And then when you actually dial this in, if you think about 130 guests, that's really 65 when you split that in half, because now let's say they're all plus ones. You know, and so let's say your aunt married somebody else that you don't know. I mean, it could get so calm. Right. Just just basically crazy. Um, so it is a lot to think about and, you know, your budget's a big factor, but your venue really drives how many people you can have. Yes. So some of the, some of the questions that we get, the big ones are, well, my parents are paying for the wedding and they want certain people to be there that I don't know. What do I do? 
Trisha, what's your take on this? <laughs> you know, you, you, I mean, as much as we, we gave you that little checklist and so forth, it's something that you have to talk to your, your, your fiance about, you know, it, it's one of the most difficult decisions. I get it because I had my daughter say the same thing. She was maid of honor in a wedding and her, the bride did not want her to bring her fiance. He's a plus one, even though she knew him, but because she couldn't squeeze him into the venue. And that's a difficult thing because, you know, I'm like, my daughter's going, oh my gosh, like she knew Michael, she did this, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And um, those are hard decisions that you have to make and you have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, if mom is insistent on inviting five of her, you know, sorority sisters or, or, you know, best friends from, from high school or college or whatever. And, you know, you can either say, well, mom, if you want to give me more money, and this is how much it's going to cost for those five people, because we are now going to have to have a different venue. We're going to have to, you know, this is if you, if you haven't, if you have picked out your venue, you know, it's going to cost. And, you know, as we know, that cost is typically about $300 a head. So if mom wants to give you $1,200, you know, towards something because she wants her, her, her best friends there, then, okay, it's more like, it's, I'm really bad at math. Um, this, this, <laughs> today, what did I say? What was it? 12? Come on. Yeah. Three times five. All right. $1,500. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, if mom wants to give you $1,500 to invite those five people, then fantastic. Um, then, you know, we can make that happen. Um, But if she doesn't and she wants to be, you know, still wants that, you know, that's one of those, that's one of those hard conversations. Um, You know, you have to, not just the plus ones, but like the kids. I don't know how many times I have people go, oh, well, we're only inviting a hundred people. Well, there's a hundred invites that were sent out. That's not your guest list. That's a hundred. And like Patricia said, they're plus ones, they're kids. So those hundred could end up being minimum, you know, 200, 250, depending. So just keep in mind that, you know, how many invites you send out is not how many, what your guest count is. So, Hopefully, um, if you have any questions on this, by all means, do not hesitate to reach out to us because I know that the the wedding list is um, it's probably one of the hardest things next to the seating chart if you're doing one of those. Yeah, so right. you know you can contact us um, at hello at Mountain Wedding Talk and we we will respond to you. Um, you can also put a um put your question at the bottom of the um in the comments for this podcast so rehearsal dinner who gets invited to the rehearsal dinner not everybody 
Yay for that. Yay for that. <laughs> um, so just to, you know, the rehearsal dinner is supposed to be after your wedding party, the parents, anyone who is involved in the actual ceremony that's not sitting and watching, um, they're the ones who are going to get invited to the rehearsal dinner because you have your rehearsal and then that group goes and has a dinner. And then that's where you might give gifts to the parents and it's your more intimate group. I mean, these are your, this is your closest core. Um, you know, we get asked, okay, yeah, but we've got a lot of out of town people and, you know, I don't want them to feel left out. Well, that's when you have the welcome party. So, or, you know, welcome get together. Some people do it. They have their rehearsal dinner. And then right afterwards, you know, um, the out of town guests or whoever can come and mingle and, and get to know each other or whatever. Or some people have a whole separate separate time. So, you know, they might have something during the day, um, the day before where everybody can kind of get together and, you know, meet at a bar or meet somewhere, uh, do an activity. Uh, I've got, I've got a couple that are, um, for their welcome, they're doing a hike, you know, they're all getting together. They're going to do a hike. They're going to have lunch. They're going to, you know, do something. And then their rehearsal dinner is later that night. So, um, Patricia, do you have any, anything that from your end and your clientele? You know, I mean, I've had, I've had it two ways where they, everybody was around town, so they were invited, but majority of the rehearsal dinners, um, that I've seen is basically your parents, your wedding party and yourself and and sometimes the grandparents are invited too. It's yeah. just, a, just a nice gesture. And yes. this is where you can also have uh, a lot of your speeches done instead of all your, your toast <laughs> done at the wedding. So everybody can do a speech there. Well, traditionally, you know, the rehearsal dinner is put on by the groom's parents. Correct. Now, in this day and age, it's it would be the parents of this, the couple that is not doing the wedding. So, um, you know, and then their parents would do all those speeches, whereas the parent that's paying for the wedding or has the most, I guess, I don't know, interest in the wedding, they would do all their speeches then. But again, you know, when we talk about trends and, and everything, um, everything's kind of out the window as far as tradition. So it just depends on. <laughs> how traditional you want to be. But I like that with what Patricia said, you know, those are your, you know, do all your, do all that stuff there. We did at the rehearsal dinner. That's where we did like the shoe game. And because it was the closest, you know, we did all that stuff because those are your, your core intimate people. Those are the ones closest to you. So that when you say certain things, they're like, they laugh because they know you. Whereas if you do something like that at a wedding, you've got, you know, you may have people that are like, okay, I I have no idea. (laughs) Like, wow. I'm learning so much about you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then there's ceremony and reception. Now, most people these days, everybody who goes to the, the ceremony goes to the reception or vice versa. But 
as we talked about um, a couple of weeks ago is in some of the trends is that there's a smaller ceremony and then everybody goes to the reception later on. Yeah. Well, yeah. that ceremony, mm-hmm. that's going to be your closest group. Um, I wouldn't say exactly who's going to the rehearsal dinner because that's, you know, it's, it's going to extend out a little bit more the ants, the, you know, your family and, and very close yeah. friends. So you're not going to invite like your coworkers unless, you know, it's your total best friend, but um, it's usually kind of a, a scaled down and then everybody can go to the, the reception and you don't have to do this. These are just suggestions. So, you know, I, I, I can just, I can just hear people going, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. Like, you, know what? you don't have to. No, no. These are all recommendations. Um, these are just, no. you know, we're just throwing yeah. things out to, to, to give you ideas. Um, because it's, it's okay to invite a small group to your ceremony. Absolutely. If, that, yeah. if that's what you want to do and more intimate and type of things, you know, it's Especially the same thing. The- they want to do vows. Okay. So they just want to do it to the intimate couple. And, and it might be a kid thing too. I mean, kids, True. kids don't want to sit through a ceremony. That's boring. Right. You know? So you might have, you know, out of, out of the couple who has kids, I don't know, either invite, you know, they can have like one of them go and then one comes with kids later. Um, so, Okay. So reception ceremony, and then we've got this brunch that some people do. Who gets to come to the brunch? Monday brunch. <laughs> I think, honestly, that the brunch is um, very similar to your rehearsal dinner. Yeah, you know, um, or I have had that happen where you've got your out of town guests not leaving yet. Yeah. You know, and so you want to have that last goodbye and and Mm -hmm. an intimate way of, of just getting together because the wedding went so quickly. Right. And at least you can say, you know, goodbye to them um, intimately, but yeah. So, you know, your parents, grandparents, definitely um, the wedding party, both sides are definitely part of that part. And then the rest is, you know, you can give an opportunity for your plus one. (laughs) you know for my son's wedding we um we did the day of the wedding you know we all we all had breakfast just my son and like our immediate um family and then we did the we kind of did like for the brunch it's not like we got everybody together there were group like there were like certain groups that got together and then kind of went out to breakfast <laughs> we didn't we didn't have like a big formal anything it was yeah, it was just, just like have breakfast. Yeah, yeah i like them like my husband's um my husband's family you know we all got together and then went out for breakfast just so that we could because we don't get to see each other all the time and you know the kids went and they did whatever they wanted to because you know we invited them we're like yeah sure if you want to come this is where we're going to be but you know, they, what they did was they got together with their wedding party and then they had a brunch with just their wedding party. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah I kind of like that a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's a lot for a wedding party to be involved in a wedding mm-hmm. and it's a great way to say thank you and, you know, just be more intimate with them. Yes. Love, love, love that idea. 
Yeah. And it's just, you know, um, the night before and the night before the wedding, um, after the rehearsal dinner, everything, my son, I don't know. I don't know what my, my daughter-in-law did because I was obviously on my son's side, um, at the time. And like, he went out for drinks with his groomsmen and I just happened to, because my son loves me, I just happened to say, Hey, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, we're over at so-and-so. So my husband and my, my uncle and I went over and we hung out with them for a little bit. I mean, we didn't stay the whole time, just, you know, just, to, just for a drink or two and then left so that they could go do whatever else they were going to do. But, you know, just to let them know that we were there to support, but um yeah, back to the the brunch. You don't have to make it like an all encompassing big deal where everybody, you know, comes to yet another event. It doesn't have to be like that. So well, you know, and, and if you do have out of town guests and you just want to plan this casual, yeah. let's say drop in kind of brunch yeah. that you you're hosting for two point five hours, let's right. say, and and it's it's kind of cool because it makes it easy for them. You started at 11 and, you know, you kind of hang out till about two, maybe mm-hmm. people can come and go when they want, which is so awesome. We did that for um, one of my couple's welcome parties. It was just, uh, you know, we're going to have like, it wasn't an open house, but kind of like an open house thing where people could just come and go between these hours and, you know, and they had food yeah. there and they could grab something to eat, say hello, you know, kind of just kind of mingle yeah, a little bit and then leave when they wanted to. So it wasn't a, okay, we're going to have this event from, you know, this time know. to this time. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, the, the other part that it, it coincides with is uh checkout time from your hotel. Yes. So if you started to do that at checkout time and then you stayed there for a while, they have a place to grab a quick bite to eat and right. say goodbye. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So cool. Yeah. Okay. Let's have a brunch. <laughs> Love me now. Okay. So if anyone has any, um, any questions, um, there is a lot more to the guest list um, because there is a, you know, an A list, a B list, a C list. And there's this, this other idea where you take your A list, which are your, you know, your, your first picks and you send them all out. And then depending on how many people respond, then you send list B out and it can, we did a lot of that for COVID um, because we had to, we had all these weddings planned and then we had to cut the numbers down to 50 at one point. So there were a lot of, you know, here's, here's the A-list invitations and they had to respond, you know, they get sent out pretty early and they had to respond by a certain date and whoever didn't respond well, now we have this many spots. So then we send out B list and, you know, same thing. So um, if you need more information about that, or you have questions, like I said, you can either email us at hello at mountainweddingtalk.com. You can um, comment in, comment in the comments, Uh, or you can, you can go onto our Facebook group, uh, Mountain Wedding Talk and ask any questions there. So there we go. Just like I that. love it. <laughs> so it's a bigger topic than you think, but we could spend hours on it. Um, but we'd love to, we'd love to chat offline. 
Yes. Um, next month, just to give you kind of heads up on what's going on, we're going to talk about um, wedding party responsibilities. Like there's actually job descriptions for all your wedding party. Um, what you need to know about destination weddings, uh, what it really costs to get married on the mountain and whether or not you should rent stuff or do it yourself. So that's, that's, that's coming up in April. Aren't we? We're just all kinds of organized. this All righty. Take us out, Patricia. All right. It was such a pleasure. And thank you to all the listeners. Um, This is Patricia in Wyoming and Erica in Montana, two crazy planners. Ciao, people. Ciao. You have been listening to Mountain Wedding Talk, your weekly go-to for inspiration and education for your beautiful Rocky Mountain wedding with your hosts, Patricia and Erica. Thanks for listening.